a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, 3:30 at KSL. Jeff Kaplan here. Partly cloudy, 39 in Salt Lake City. KSL's top story. While we're trying to save the Great Salt Lake, there's an effort in Idaho to protect Bear Lake. An Idaho couple is working with their state legislature on the issue. Let's begin our team coverage on Water in the West. With KSL News Radio's Tom Haraldson. David and Claudia Cottle of Bear Lake Watch have enlisted Idaho State Senator Mark Harris's help to preserve and protect Bear Lake. Claudia says it's the public duty to fight for waters in both Idaho and Utah. We are responsible as a state, uh, the two states, for Bear Lake as a natural lake. Uh, it has uh, endemic fish that uh, have been uh, investigated to be on threatened, endangered lists. Uh, because it exists nowhere else in the world, so they're dependent on this lake. The bill is scheduled to be heard on Monday, and if it's passed, the Cottles plan to get it introduced before the Utah legislature next year. The lake is split about equally between Utah and Idaho, of course, and the portion on the Utah side is our second largest natural freshwater lake. They're going to stop the program that sends water from Flaming Gorge down to Lake Powell, and that is good news. Team coverage, Water in the West. We continue with KSL News Radio's Alexandria Bonilla. The program has come to an early stop because of Utah's above average snowpack, expected to replenish both bodies of water this spring. The Colorado River Authority Commissioner of Utah, Gene Shawcroft, said the operation of releasing the water was very successful. If, if the actions hadn't have been taken that we, that we did take, uh, Lake Powell would be about 30 feet lower than it is today. And that would have been about 10 feet below the power pool or the critical elevation in Lake Powell. So these actions, though temporary, have been extremely successful. And even with the help of the water releases, Lake Powell's capacity still sits at 22%. Alexandria Bonilla, KSL News Radio. California is still deep in drought, even after all the rain and the snow, but things are a little better there. California's statewide rain and snowfall is at 131 percent of average. That is helping reservoirs rise. Some are nearly full or at levels not seen in many years, but it's not enough to fix the many dry years of the region's largest reservoirs. Janine Jones with the California Department of Water Resources. One wet year will not come anywhere near refilling all of that groundwater storage that's been lost. And because this is only one year of a wet winter, water conservation efforts will remain in place for now with the hope that more wet years will come. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. The Supreme Court is deciding if President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan is legal. 
Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Jeff, the high court hearing oral arguments from both sides. Six Republican states are suing to block it. Republican John Thune blasting the program on the Senate floor. Both President Biden's outright student loan forgiveness and his student loan forgiveness masquerading as income-driven repayment are going to cost the taxpayers a lot of money. But Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the program would make the American dream more accessible to millions. That's all we're trying to do, and I'm confident we'll get there because I believe the law is on our side. The court is expected to release its decision before the end of June. President Biden traveled to Virginia today to deliver remarks on the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. The president says Republicans in Congress may target the program to balance the federal budget. To get rid of the Affordable Care Act would mean that more than 100 million Americans with pre-existing conditions would lose the critical protections they have now. He says Medicare and Medicaid could also face cuts. The head of the EPA is back in East Palestine, Ohio, the scene of that toxic train wreck. We have a complete inventory of everything that was on that train and everything we're monitoring for and testing for. Uh, we understand the levels of potential adverse health impacts from those toxics or any byproducts. Uh, there are no gaps in the testing. Michael Regan opening an EPA community center and saying federal help will be there for as long as it takes. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Shaleos, KSL News Radio. After online controversy, a Utah House committee has agreed to change the state flag. KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard Bell has more. The idea to redesign the Utah state flag has been around for a long time now, and you wouldn't be wrong in wondering if the bill to change the flag will ever be decided upon. Well, today an economic committee has heard the thoughts and feelings from a number of people, both for and against the bill. Those against sung to the tune of maintaining history, whilst those in support of the flag change said it was time to give a fresh look to the state of Utah and make the flag simpler and more identifiable. The bill still needs to be heard on the House floor. A school bus got stuck in the snow in Cache County this morning. The district there says there were nine kids on board. They had to send out four-wheelers to take the kids to school. Another four kids on the bus route were about an hour and a half late to class because they had to wait for a different school bus. KSL News Time, 335. First look traffic. Well, no snow this afternoon. It's lovely out there, Ricky. It is. It's a beautiful drive in the valley on mostly dry road conditions. However, we do have uh, restrictions in place for both big and little Cottonwood Canyons. Also, we have an accident 1500 east, 1700 south. And right now, we are starting to see the early onset slowdown set in on southbound I-15 as you go from Murray to 90th south in Sandy. Ricky Meese in the case. ESL Traffic Center. It is February 28th, National Tooth Fairy Day. And my minute of news is on the way next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. 
That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.